Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because you do mighty things, you are able even now, even now, oh God, to perform a miracle to families that are standing here, to the extended families who are not here with them. You are able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we can think or even imagine. Father, we declare your word. It goes forth to those who are sick. It goes forth to those who are mourning, wherever they are. Those who have been affected, oh God, by the pandemic. And Father, we declare a reversal. Even as we rebuild, Father, we declare your glory coming back upon these homes in the name of Jesus. And we build a hedge of protection. And we declare that no weapon fashioned against your people that will prosper. We declare victory as we make a shout of jubilation in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of God. We thank God that you are able to make it. Yes, the children can go to their church. The teens can go to the teens' church. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Are you still rebuilding? Are you still rebuilding? When is it the best time to rebuild? When is it the best time to build? Is it when things are okay? Is it when you have resources? When is the best time to build? And this was the issue even from our theme for this year that the church or the people of God in Haggai's time they were facing that issue of asking the question whether it was time to build the temple but you see as long as this postponed building the temple there were certain issues that were affecting their lives hallelujah today I want us to go to the book of uh, Corinthians and I want us to connect this with our theme for this year uh, Corinthians first Corinthians chapter 3 uh, we can start from there for, from verse 9 uh, you see we are wearing masks again we must not forget this that uh, everywhere you're going, remember the enemy is still out there. All right? There's another wave that uh, is in our midst, in our country, and even in our community here. So take time to watch over your life and the life of those that you love in Jesus' name. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 9. For we are... God's fellow workers. Okay, that's the American version. I better read from NIV. For we are God's fellow workers. 
You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already lay, laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation, using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw. His work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he or she will receive his or her reward. If it is burnt up, he or she will then suffer loss and he himself will be saved but only as one escaping through the frame. And I want us to look at uh, this message this morning and uh, the narrative uh, that we have before us because God desires to revive his work in his people. And now this is the time, not tomorrow. Now, because faith is now the substance of things hoped for. Faith never talks of tomorrow. It never thinks of tomorrow. Faith starts now. Faith is active now. Hallelujah. But the people of God were postponing some things that they, they needed to do now. Faith is now. Therefore, we must be strong and put our faith or our trust in God even as we begin to rebuild. And there are some things that we need from the word go to begin to deal with. Number one, we need to deal with every procrastination. This is the people, this is what the people in Haggai's time needed to deal with. Procrastination. You know, procrastination says this thing you can hold on. Listen to me, there is a difference between procrastination and waiting on God. All right? They are not the same because when we procrastinate, 
from doing certain things that we ought to do them to today listen there is a a, a very painful uh, price that one pays tomorrow when we begin to do those things so we must deal God's people must deal with every procrastination now God's people kept following their ways and their priorities they wanted to build nice houses nice businesses all right well the the thing that pertains the Lord was in ruin even as we rebuild our physical homes listen to me there is something that is so spiritual that God wants us to rebuild in our lives listen to me I want to declare that procrastination is not your portion in Jesus name I say it's not your portion and this is what Abraham Lincoln says and I quote you cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today that's what he said you cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today we must we must do what we must do today irrespective of what we are facing irrespective of this of the circumstances that is around us hallelujah praise the name of Jesus so God wants you to act and move on because faith is now make up your mind to accomplish that task today when you have strength and when you have the grace of God uh, Paul was saying in first uh, Corinthians 3 verse 10 that by the grace that God has given me listen to me child of God each and every one of you every family uh, that is represented here there is a level of grace that God has released I say it again God has released a certain grace and you know what is grace grace is God's uh, divine favor even things that you're not able to handle on your own strength when the favor of God comes upon you there are things that you're not able to accomplish as a man but because of the favor of God I declare you accomplish it I declare in the year of rebuilding in Jesus name hallelujah we don't know what consequences we may face tomorrow for not executing the tasks that we are supposed to execute today when we procrastinate we end up paying a bigger think about it a bigger and a painful price if you're buying that plot that you need to buy buy it now because tomorrow it might be very expensive you may not afford it all right so you need to do it now whatever you're doing glory to God we end up facing difficult challenges when we fail to obey the first time and you know God when we don't obey him God may speak to us through circumstances and I don't want to say that the pandemic has come 
to that God is using it to punish the people. But there are things that happen to us. Uh, and through those circumstances, we can hear God speak to us. There are challenges and things that will come. And listen to me, instead of running away from it, listen keenly and you hear the voice of God. Because God speaks to us through prophets from the old. God speaks to us 95% through his word. Yes, yet God can speak to us through circumstances, through pain, because he loves us and he disciplines us because we are his children. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6, the Lord disciplines uh, the one he loves and he chastains everyone he accepts as his sons and daughters. I know some parents and especially the parents in this generation we are too soft on our children. But, but listen to me. The fact that you are too soft, even when your child is doing a wrong thing, doesn't mean that you love that child. God just, or God disciplines those whom he loves. So, and therefore, you must do the same as parents. And I'm not talking of beating. No, 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 I'm talking of you exacting the authority because we are living in a generation that the devil is ready to take these children and destroy them completely. So you parents in, your, in this generation today, you have more challenges raising children than in the days of our parents or than the days we raised kids. And you have to cope with the challenges that are there. Now, God's intention is to show you what you're doing wrong when he's disciplining you. He doesn't do that to cast you out. But he does it to show you what you're doing wrong. And when God corrects you, you can then see uh, it is a sign of his love. It's not an indicator that he hates you. Number two, after we deal with procrastination, reach out to God's remedy. We have some good doctors in our midst. If you go to Dr. Budhia, after he assesses you, you give you a prescription. If you go to Dr. Wahome, the same. These are experts. He'll give you a prescription and you get medicine that you will cure what you are going through. Let me tell you something. God also has a prescription for everything that we go through. He has a remedy of things that comes against us. Because the doctors here will give you medicine so that they can physically heal you. But God will give you a prescription that heals your spiritual diseases. Hallelujah. Our God is able to recognize and to determine 
our spiritual conditions. Now his word is a medicine that solves our issues respectively. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 17 verse 22 that a cheerful heart is a good medicine. Don't, don't allow sorrow to come anywhere near your heart. Because sorrow is a bait from Satan. And if Satan can place that bait in your heart, he will steal every miracle that God has kept for you. So a cheerful heart is a medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bone. Look at another one, Proverbs 4, verse 22. The word of God, this is the, 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 uh, the, the father admonishing the child and he's saying, uh, be attentive to the word because for they are life to those who find them and they are health to all their body. When I go to my friend, Patrick, he will tell me, use these drugs three times a day and shake it well before you use the same spiritually when you come to the word of god use it three times a day and shake it before use and a miracle will begin to manifest in your midst glory to god because the word of god those who find the word of god they are alive to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Glory to God. And I'm not saying you don't see our doctors. Our doctors are good because they are positioned by God. And God has given them wisdom to be able to invent certain uh, medicine that will heal you. But I was also want you to know that what they are not able to heal, that God has prepared the word the word can heal you I was thinking about animals when animals get sick sometimes they refuse to eat and the body automatically has a, a way that it regenerates and heals everybody, everything even Isaiah talks about it in a uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 58 when we pray and we fast the healing will flow quickly because the word of God brings that hallelujah so when we neglect our bodies we get sick and God's people in Haggai's days had neglected their spiritual part and now they were facing certain consequences the harvest would come, but it was not enough for them. The heavens were shut. And you know, when the heaven is shut, you can only unlock our spiritual issues spiritually. You can't unlock them any other way. They neglected the work of God's house. And therefore, there was a decline in divine interventions now god called for a drought where we saw in haggai chapter one there in verse 11 
and the fields and the mountains uh, on the grains the new wine the olive oil and everything else that the ground produces on the people on the livestock and all the labor of their hands and that's why now God gives them a remedy and he says go up the mountain bring down timber and we begin to rebuild they needed a prescription fast to heal their spiritual infirmities and God got them to refocus again by taking away what distracted them and this is what we need to deal with LFM what distracts us as a people and as a nation that's what we need to take away don't wait to come to God when things are bad come to him even when things are okay the prescription of Haggai was to go up the mountain and to bring the resources then they would after they rebuilt the temple God would take pressure in it he will be honored he'll be glorified and life would be blessed and this is my prayer for our congregation this year as we begin to rebuild not just the house of God not what you have seen outside the repainting no 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 I'm talking about your life I'm talking about you and I number three it's time to move on remember in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6 to 7 the Lord said uh, to the people that uh, at a place called Horeb you have stayed long enough at this mountain the people of God had come to one place and they stayed in that one position and maybe this is you today and God said break the camp this is the time to move because in it every time we break the camps in our lives and we turn then we begin to have a a new focus we begin to see a new revelation things we were not able to see before we are able to see God told the generation of Moses break the camp and advance to the hill country of the Amorite go all the uh, all the neighbors neighboring people in the Araba in the mountains in the western foothold in the Negev along the coast to the lands of the Canaanite and to the level as far as the great river Euphrates. There is no boundaries that will limit you when God has said this is the time to rebuild. There are no resources that will limit you. Even those who are physically building their homes, I'm telling you, the Lord will supply all your needs according to your riches according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus amen so when we turn we see better we get a good reception when we turn we also change elevation and these are things that we must begin to do even as we continue on the subject of rebuilding 
as we rebuild in 2021, what will we, what will, I have jotted this down, what will we build upon the foundation of Christ? You see, by the time Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, the church is full of immorality. The church is full of hatred. The church is full of many things. So they were building on the wrong things. And listen to me, child of God. God is interested with the value of what you're building. Not how big it is. Not how expensive it is. The value of what you're building on. We must understand that the bedrock of our faith and religion is Jesus Christ. Therefore, there is no other foundation upon which is a church we can build upon. This is a time to build a foundation that will be a blessing to many generations been long after we are gone. So this is why Apostle Paul is saying in uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 10 to 11, by the grace God has given me. And you can put your name there. You can put your name there. By the grace God has given, Kamere, I will lay a foundation and others will build on it. Why do you want to believe that God will just give certain guys the grace that you, we are talking about and leave you out? God is not a respecter of persons. When he releases the grace, remember, LFM, let us not frustrate this grace. This is the same grace that will keep us even in times of COVID. 19. This is the one that will shield us because God is still our God. Hallelujah. So he says, but each one should build with care. Look at things that are very important here. We have the grace of God. But we need to be careful. Grace is not an excuse of doing your building in a wrong way. So we have to be careful. For one can lay, no one can lay, no one can lay any foundation other than they already laid. So in other words, there are some there are some things that are already done. Alright? They cannot be undone by anybody. Alright? There are some things that the cross of Jesus has already done. Like the blessings. Those are yours. Protection. Those are yours. Being redeemed. That are, those are yours. In the name of Jesus. So we should therefore build quality structures on the foundation of Jesus Christ. So that when people look at your home, you are quality believers. You are not just people who come to show it in the church. You are quality believers. Even anywhere else you go, people know this is a quality believer. Hallelujah. 
quality believers are ready to testify for their God anytime. Are you listening to what I'm saying? This is a generation that God is looking for, a generation of bold young men and women who will testify because we have so many people that need to know about this God who have saved us and redeemed us. Glory to God. We should build quality structures this year. Think about it. Even those who are building mansionettes, they are quality. But remember what I said there. Look at, look at the value of the material that we read about. Gold, silver, precious stones. It is in order of how costly those materials are. But all of them, including gold and silver, at a time they will go through the fire. And you know the dross that is in the gold and in the silver will have to be burnt away. If you build your own with wood or hay, it will totally be destroyed because that is the material with the least value. Why would you choose to pick the material with the least value and build your house for God? Pick the one with the highest value and build for your God because it is bound to pass and to survive the test of fire. Don't just use any material. Don't use a hay. It's for animals to eat. Use the best material and let God tell you, tell you which is the best. Hallelujah. Let him tell you. Apostle Paul is saying, as a builder, we should be wise and careful and consider the grace that God has released. The grace, which I said there earlier, is about the favor of God. We need to depend totally on it and understand that it's God who does the work in us. It is God who will do the rebuilding in us. Hmm? Because in Him I live, in Him I move, in Him I have His being. He's given me the strength. So allow Him, submit to Him, like what the singers were saying, totally surrendering to Him. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Hallelujah. Do you remember the story of Noah? Noah found the same grace that I'm talking about. And with the grace of God, he was told to build an ark. Because there was a generation that needed to be saved from the calamity that was coming. So Noah needed to build a, a boat that would save God's people. But people were still stubborn. They laughed at what Noah was building. 
And when the floods came, everybody was swept away. Hallelujah. Build something that will last the storms of life. Build something that will cover you and protect you. Because it's the same grace that God gave this. How old was he? Huh? How many years was Noah, Emily? So many years. Huh? An 800-year-old man. He didn't have the wisdom you have today. We are living in a, in a technology age. Noah didn't have it. <laughs> Listen. How did Noah understand about the architectural design? But when God gave him the instruction, he followed. Which architectural school did he go to? But he was able to build according to the instructions. Because the grace and the favor of God was upon him. And I declare the same grace upon you in the name of Jesus. I say the same grace is upon you in the name of Jesus. How did Noah, how was he able to pair the animals two by two? Even the most uh, vicious and dangerous animals, they came, they followed him, and he put them in the ark. Listen, when God has given you the assignment, you have what it takes to fulfill the divine assignment. This is the time to rebuild in Jesus' name. And by the grace of God, that he had given Noah, he instructed Noah, Genesis chapter 6, verse 15, you can see it there. Builders, like I have said there, they can use various materials. When as Paul is telling us this morning, but which one are you going to choose? I know gold is expensive and it's not everybody who can afford gold. I know silver is expensive and nobody uh, can afford, not everybody can afford silver. I know costly stones like the, the Rugo stones look the nice one and uh, everybody can be able to, to get it. I know that wood, there is a forest nearby, looks like the easiest and the cheapest. But what kind of material are you going? to use to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Make sure that you use the best so that you can have a quality structure in the name of Jesus. Because it shall all go through the test of time. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Did I say number four? Number four, the last one. Build what is valuable in the eyes of God. Build what is valuable in the eyes of God. Build what is valuable in the eyes of God. And that's what I wanted to say to us, LFM. That what we build will be tested. The fire of God will test the quality of our work. 
whatever you do, make sure it's the best. Don't give excuses why you are not able to do what you are not able to do. May what we build in 2021 survive the test of fire. Then we shall receive an award from our God. And in conclusion, LFM, what are you building in 2021? Deal with every procrastination. Reach out to God's remedy. It's time to move on. Build what is valuable in the eyes of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you.